This is for the nerds. This is for the brainiacs. This is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back. You ain't gonna touch me. You're not gonna do nothing. You are not above me. I bet you wish you was me. I know it. I know it. Oh boy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Only Friends podcast. We got a poppin' show today. Conrad's ready to get it off and popping right now. A uh, lot to talk about. <laughs> so, I just look over and he's completely stone-faced. Yeah, he's just so lounged. He doesn't give a shit. Uh, also, uh, shout out to all the new members out there. I don't like the way that you're using the pirate logo in Stinks. Okay, I just I, I want to acknowledge that right now. Yes, they do stink, but yes, they are also my beloved team, so... Maybe back the fuck off. How about that? All I know is Brian's about to win a fucking bet. Yeah. Through the, through the fucking pirates. He is. He is. They can stink all you want, but if you know, you know. <laughs> uh, we got a big show today, so just to briefly go through the run of show, uh, there is a lot of uh, announcements and news to talk about, including LeBron James buying a pickleball team. I can't wait to dive into that one. There's a murderer on the loose in Las Vegas. Should be interesting to get into. <laughs> Um, and we have, uh, Helmuth calling me out on Twitter saying that he's ready to bang with the big boys, going to buy him for all the money. And, uh, we're, we're going to get down to business sometime next month. Uh, as well as we're going to cover all the happenings on Hustler Live last night with Ivy making his return, uh, to get this thing started. First of all, where the fuck is everybody? Oh man. I don't know. Just... Melissa, Conrad, me, we're, we're, we're the loyalists, huh? We just show up? Yeah. Well, the yeah. Tor- we, we can't do that the, to the No, tortoise. the tortoise is, the tortoise is here. Is a, he's always here. He is here in spirit. He is always here. Uh, he will also be here in his physical form at some point. Yes. Uh, I'm going to throw a little shade at Landon. Yeah, we got, I was thinking about I'm it. I'm going to throw a little he's shade at him. going on a hike. Look, uh, I'm going to throw a little shade at him, not because I think it's inexcusable that he's going on the hike or anything along those lines, but I'm going to throw a little shade at him because he went out of his way to have a very stern conversation in the group chat. And oh, I was yeah. proud of him for it. I was like, good. That's good. You're invested in this business. You show up to this podcast. You should take a little bit of a stern tone with your peers here. But then he shows up this morning and at 8.30 a.m. decides, I'm going on a hike today, guys. I can't fucking be here. Yep. Yeah. The same thing yesterday. After doing the same thing yesterday. And he's about to leave for a month. Yesterday I knew about. Uh, and I think he told us in the chat. So yesterday, I think, was was fine, even though the hike also... He didn't leave the house until yeah, he, we left. No, no, he didn't <laughs> leave the house home. at all. He didn't leave <laughs> he the house at all. He, he got rugged on the hike. Uh, he uh, didn't even get the hike in yesterday, uh, which is unfortunate, especially because I think I could have... I saw that one coming. Um, but, but today, I'm, I'm sure this was a short notice type thing, like, hey, we should, we should hike a little bit before we you know, go on a 225-mile excursion hmm. across... Uh, the great London area, I guess. I don't even know. Uh, 225 miles. I feel like you could hike most of Europe in that I amount, know. amount of space, right? That sounds like a lot. Seems like... Uh, like from two- London to Iran or something? Just <laughs> <laughs> hiking to Iran. We're so American, man. We just don't know anything about geography. Uh, no, it does seem like it's going to be a tough, a tough endeavor. Uh, what did they, what are the, what's their plan? 10 days, 225 miles? Is it? That's so that. many miles no, per day. No, yeah, that's a marathon a day. 
That's uh, insane. I have to be wrong, right? Yeah, there's no way. No, he said some days it's going to be different. Unless they're biking or something. No, he said some days it's going to be longer, some days it's going to be shorter. It's not like... It's not a long period of time, though. It's like, it's no more than two weeks for sure. Yes. So, like, at most, it's like 15 days for 200 plus I think miles? It's I think it's 10 days. That, I mean, that'd be wild. You'd be hiking a marathon every day. This kid got blisters yeah. from fucking wearing my dress shoes the other day. <laughs> <laughs> He's so soft. He, he was trying to explain to me how... Uh, I don't know how this turned into dumping on land. And I apologize, young man, but you know, show this is what up, happens, show though, up, you gotta you show know. up. Uh, so I dressed him obviously for his, his big day out uh-huh. head to toe, fucking wearing all my attire, including my shoes. And we have the same size shoe. He's stolen all of my fucking footwear up until this point. Um, but these, these dress shoes that I have that he took, they're firm. That's, that's like the best way I can describe it. They're leather and they aren't really all that broken in. I've only had them for a few months. Um, but what's very clear is that where we have the same side length in feet, I have bigger feet. Like my feet are, are wide mm-hmm. and his are very narrow, right? So he wears these shoes and we're walking yesterday. Mind you, he's in, he's in slides while we go on a mile, ho- uh, mile long walk with the dogs. I'm like, you're wearing, you're wearing sandals? yeah i did it yesterday i go you're gonna regret that you're gonna have a blister on the top of your foot he goes oh i already have them and he shows me his pinky toes (laughs) and i'm like what the fuck (laughs) he's like yeah that's from wearing those shoes that you let me borrow and i'm like how he goes i think it's because my feet are more narrow and i'm like hold on so let me get this straight we have the same size feet and my shoes are or my feet are wider and i don't get blisters from the shoes but your more narrow feet somehow do and I think he just got frazzled. He's like, I don't know how it fucking works, man. Well, maybe there's like extra room in there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a chance that like his feet may be slightly longer than mine. Or actually, he might just have like an obscenely large pinky toe. That could be a thing, yeah. I Did guess. Did it look large to you? I couldn't, I couldn't turn away from the blister. It was, it was gross. <laughs> it was like the size of a nickel. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> You gotta well, get your shit taken where care that of, came from. Yeah, I mean, imagine what 225 Hopefully, miles is gonna look whatever. like. It looks like from here to Bakersfield, California, it'd be exact. That's Hopefully, far. like, his hiking <laughs> boots or whatever are broken in already. Uh, I have a feeling they're not, Well, <laughs> So that's the other thing. He bought hiking shoes. Right. Which are specified to hike in. And he, like, just wore them to pickleball the other day. Or maybe it was to the gym. I don't remember. But like, I, someone needs to let him know that like, when you buy specific things for specific right. activities, they're, they're for not those activities. Yeah, they're not just like you know cross trainers. Right. I don't think he gets it. Like, I only wear my my pickleball shoes to pickleball because yeah. they're they're actual tennis shoes. Right. You know. But uh, yeah, the young man, he's uh, he's all about versatility. I guess. I think sometimes said he was born on Mars. I could see it. <laughs> I, could, I could see it. <laughs> Hey, we'd be better off if that's the Martian race that's that we true. are yeah. we're gonna encounter. Yeah. He's a very lovely young man. All right, uh getting into the shits a little bit. Uh we have our poker out loud show that comes out every single Monday, as you guys are all aware. Um as a bit of a tease for next week's episode, uh what I want to do is I want to start putting out these little quizzes each week, uh taken from a spot from Poker Out Loud. And kind of have you, the audience, uh, decide what's best move uh, moving forward. So in this particular spot, it's uh, Schwan opens low jack. I defend the big blind. Uh, the SPR is very large. We're 200 effective. Flop goes check by me. Bet 60% by Schwan. I call. Turn is the queen of hearts. So now the SPR is nine. And our question to you is, how often do I have a leading range uh, versus checking? So... 
what I put up there are the checking frequencies. So how often do I check as the big blind? A, 0%, B, 33%, C, 66%, D, 100%. You guys want to leave a comment below? Let me know how often I should be checking out of the big blind. I'd appreciate it. And tune in next Monday to see how the hand actually played out in real time. I'll let you know right now, I made a fucking mistake. So with my actual hand, I'm going to tell you right now that I made a big boo-boo. That may be a little <laughs> clue. Uh, boo-boo like Landon's pinky toe even, you know? A little band-aid on there. Yeah. You know what he likes to do when he... Uh, I keep bringing this what? back. When he gets these open wounds, he likes to take new skin. Yeah, he loves putting it on there. Have you ever fucked with new skin? Yeah, it hurts. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, I tore my hands up rock climbing a couple weeks ago, and I, I needed to go to the gym. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I did this in college. Just get some new skin or some glue, and you, you right. go... I forgot the pain of an open wound and like just basically sticking glue in it. Yeah, I know. I used to always pick it off too, which was like yeah. obviously made it worse. Yeah, it's, that's not what you're looking for. No. Yeah, you're trying to build those callus up, you know? What exactly is new skin? Liquid bandage. Yeah. It hardens. It's a brand of liquid bandage, but it's basically like super glue. Not in the sticky sense, but in the, it, it creates like a false layer like of skin little, for like, you. Sort of plasticky type mm -hmm. layer. Good description. Basically, it puts a callus on your hand where you haven't developed one yet. Yes. Yeah. You wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah, this sounds fucking awful. Yeah, you're soft as fuck. You, nah, you I got pretty ass fucking hands. <laughs> Not like me and Melissa. We're rugged over here, you know? I, don't, I actually don't have hands. that. My calluses aren't that bad. I know. I mean, they're Disgusting. there, but, but the <laughs> top is so smooth that it doesn't really matter. Yeah. My, mine are actually somewhat smooth, but they're thick. Like... You know, like when they get so thick that you can see kind of like yellow underneath yeah. them. Yeah. yeah that's, that's how mine are. Like mine are so thick that if I wanted to like remove them uh, physically, like I could like bite into Ew. them. Just, that's you know, disgusting. Tear them away. I didn't say I was going to. I think I could. Hmm. Huge shout out to Sean McCormick, the poker boss. You got a <laughs> Shout out? <laughs> Is he in the chat? No, but uh -oh. you got you to raise. I want to, yeah. I want to. Give the man his credit where it belongs. How do we know it's a raise? Uh, well, because he went from being the poker room manager of one MGM property okay. to overseeing all poker rooms of all MGM properties. Oh, I just remembered they are both MGM. So it's within the same establishment, kind of? Uh, yes. So I think you misread. Did you think he's going to Resorts World? No. Oh, okay. No, I thought it was MGM, but I just forgot that they were both MGM. Yeah, sorry. So it's not it's not the MGM property either, it's, uh, or at least maybe maybe it actually it was is. MGM. No, no, he's going to MGM Res Resorts International. He's right, that's the corporate. All, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. so corporate. Yes. yes. Okay. He's taking okay, over cool. like all of the poker, all poker, poker rooms, correct? Which included Borgata. Yes. Uh, which will hopefully mean that East Coast Poker is back. I imagine that we're going to see a resurgence of East Coast MTTs. Uh, I was talking to DePaulo about this uh, a few days ago. He was like, yo, bro, I mean, I don't got any fucking experience with this, but you're like, yo, we got to do something. They are dying for MTTs up here in the Northeast. Like, let's fucking rent a bingo hall and just run a 10,000-man event. Like, 
go click your fucking slot machine the ball and relax bro like he's still I, fucking he's still doing it yeah what does he have just like a broom pressing button I, I i like saw it last night and it was like asleep be back later <laughs> <laughs> the stream was just on on the slot machine so what's he go like he's over 36 hours now I don't know, I guess. Is this straight on, live streaming? I think he's on 27 hours now. 27 I, or 28. I, I'm excited to talk to him about this because I want to know what the upside is. Because uh, I imagine that there is some, right? Like, Well, it's just it's just like a streamathon thing, yeah. like a subathon. Yeah, but I don't know how that shit works on YouTube, right? Like, He just gets super chats. Does he? Hmm, okay. I mean, that seems smart. Right. We should do We Should, should do we that. do a subathon? We should do a 24-hour podcast. We can do that, and we can pan from person to person. Yeah. We'll just do it in shifts. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Conrad has an eight-hour shift. I, uh, what? Oh, he just, he literally just It'll just be him driving around, he just, like, smoking. <laughs> he, just listens to, he just listens to Lo-Fi, getting high for eight hours yeah. and laughing. <laughs> just like, we have him just watching reels, but nobody in the audience can see what he's watching. Right, just, so they understand, like, how we deal with him yes, on a regular basis, where, where he's, he's just, just laughing. laughing. <laughs> We're like, what is so funny? He's like, don't worry about just it. I, watched. Yeah, I can watch the reels for fucking hours. We know. We know that'll man. be your section of the subathon. Yeah, I actually I kind of dig this idea. Um, but yeah, big congratulations to Sean. He's very much earned it. He's uh, been a staple in the poker community for a while. I think that uh, he is one of the first poker room managers that has gone out of his way to be very accessible to the community as a whole. He's been very public, always reachable on uh, on Twitter. I think that that kind of follows in the footsteps of uh, a Matt Savage type who, you know, of all the tournament directors, I would say like him and Paul Campbell are like two of the most accessible as opposed to like uh, a lot of these other bigger tours where you know who's running them. Mm -hmm. But if you're not uh, a local at the spot or, uh, you know, really high up in the in the player side, it's unlikely you're going to have access. So I've always appreciated how accessible these guys are. Looking forward to see what he has in store for the MGM properties moving forward. Uh, we'll be curious to see how it impacts us locally. Um, not sure who's going to take over Aria, but uh, that's, a, that's a big operation to run. You know, yeah. they very quickly became uh, first or second, depending on the day of the week, I guess, uh, when it comes to high stakes stuff. And uh, I think that they do pretty well, specifically like, with daily tournaments. Um, yeah, I'm not really in those streets, but when I hear people coming into town to run or to play dailies, it's usually like win an Aria. If you want me to put you in an Aria daily, I well, can just ask. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, I'm trying to pay down a tab here. You know, <laughs> I, I was going to cross book you with the tab. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a real genius idea. Let me cross book a thousand percent on the Aria daily against Conrad's tab number that I'm currently paying down myself <laughs> where do we come up with this lamana get here we need you help help Fortis. <laughs> i'm getting i'm getting scammed Fortis is our sanity he is indeed yeah. uh unfortunate turn of events that we saw yesterday uh r.i.p my man coolio died i say oh, my you man you guys are friends no oh, we were <laughs> coolio was look very influential yeah uh <laughs> he had some Man, there's some so there are so many good songs that he came out with that uh, you are probably too young to have even heard. 
uh i'm sure you're familiar with gangsta's paradise yeah. everybody knows that one fantastic voyage was his first single which may or may not have come across your radar uh wow really man that's that's a shame it's a great yeah. summer song really is very good summer song but there was this other one that i i think is a lot more obscure that not a lot of people know uh and the only reason i i know every fucking word to the song but it was the chorus it was like this weird accent guy uh who just kept repeating one two three four I don't, it's, it's like the biggest earworm on earth like you can't hear it and not just have it buried in your head wow um yeah man uh, one, two, three, four. No, get your woman on the floor. Gotta, gotta get up to get down. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I'm so happy that's what that started. <laughs> uh, I imagine it's gotta get up to get down. If I had to guess, but I'm not, I'm I'm not fully certain. Uh, anyway, very tragic, unfortunate. Uh, How old was he? 49 or 59 59 oh, i think 59. young uh yeah relatively young uh it seems as though he was uh they said they they found no um sign of drug paraphernalia or anything like that there was an emergency uh a medical emergency called they pronounced him dead on the scene and they're doing a tox ecology uh as well as autopsy now to see the cause of death but it seems like there was no foul play at least on initial reporting so unfortunate man i'm getting to the age now where like people that were a big deal to me in my childhood are all dying yeah it's a weird feeling yeah there's there's weird like milestones i'm not at that one actually no there haven't been any deaths really celebrity wise that have shaken me i think like britney spears will be one. Oh yeah oh my god she's my age <laughs> the fuck <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, she's been through a lot. Sure, sure. You know? She's a hard 40. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robin Williams killing himself was yeah, like... Yeah, that was... That one rocked me. Yeah. Uh, same with Chris Cornell. Who? Chris Cornell. Soundgarden. He's the lead singer of Soundgarden. Um, it's the suicide stuff. Like it, the Chester suicide from Linkin Park, too. Yeah, that one was... Actually, that one was sad to me. But there haven't been any that, like, you know, some people get really... You know, there was such a key part of them growing up, but I yeah. haven't had that yet i'm at the milestone of where everybody i know is getting engaged yeah married or pregnant yeah yeah the mid-20s god it's like a fucking wedding tour i'm almost late 20s Wait, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. be 27 in a few oh, days Oh, that's true wow yeah wow time's really taking yeah, I, I know it's good it's fast uh, i'm like what's going on are we sure that you should be spending your time on a daily podcast talking about poo no i shouldn't <laughs> i shouldn't like time is getting you know it's getting to be crunch time here right yeah uh, <laughs> i think we're gonna have to like just fully uplift you out of vegas altogether yeah i something's gotta something's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll start swiping in different locations around yeah. the world yeah maybe maybe start looking in philly they uh they really raise them right there maybe i'll just find someone i went to high school with and just call it a day i've seen what you went to high school with <laughs> you're doing better now don't don't ever regress yeah yeah you might be right don't ever ever regress <laughs> oh gives me the chills <laughs> yeah but that's a bit it's a bit of me sure sure uh, yeah you're you're traveling now you got a chance to lock that's, up some euro that's very true yeah e euros mm -hmm. i'm here get to convert all the that solana to I'll pounds be in the uk in december oh yeah that's right you do have a gig coming up i do it 
Wait. Oh, I forgot about this. Does it overlap with millions? I think we discussed this. It ends right before. Oh, perfect. But then I might go venture around London. Ooh. Well, don't forget. I, we haven't announced it yet. I'm not sure, sure if we can, but oh, uh, wait, we have a thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, then maybe I'll do the London thing before. Yeah, little, little, little tease for all of you out there. We, uh, we got a little something brewing for the win millions, a little something special from the Only Friends cast. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to be getting in there, getting our fingers wet, you know? Maybe. Well, I'll be in the mix for sure. <laughs> that part. Amen. That part you can count on. Uh, there's a murderer on the loose. <laughs> Lock your doors. In Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, I had it sent to me by multiple people. And I have to tell you, it's a little unsettling. Yep. Only because it's public. There are plenty of murderers on the loose in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There are a lot of bodies washing up on Lake Mead Shore that I promise nobody has been put in jail Over for. Over a barbed wire fence. Yeah. So uh, apparently he uh, he's in his mid-40s. He was sentenced to life with no parole. Uh, I guess he had killed somebody with a pipe bomb. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly what the details of it were. Okay. Oh, Boyd Fleming saying, I think they caught him. That's, that's good to hear. Oh, the streets have been news. cleaned up. Breaking news caught him downtown uh so what he used to escape i guess he had some some access to batteries and utilized the battery acid to slowly erode the bars on his window wow uh escaped out of the window climbed the barbed wire fence and got the fuck out of dodge how does the guard not notice that there's like bars that are slowly uh it's probably tough more and more melted by the probably can't see it yeah you're probably just like doing it right at the base where it connects to the concrete oh it does seem like something right out of a movie though it's something that's happened or like like a looney tunes cartoon very long time like they're just working on it and working on it like at the night that is kind of the thing right like when you're sentenced to life in prison all of your time is basically dedicated to how am i gonna get out It's it's a proverbial free roll, you know. Yeah, you, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's just like what are they day, gonna do? Kill you? Yeah, every day you have another cockamamie scheme, yeah. and you're like, all right, well, this one's gonna take 180 <laughs> days to see if I can erode the bars right. off. Of, whatever. You have what all else the are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, just like you know. Well, he he should have left the state. I don't know. He got caught downtown apparently yeah so what are the details of him getting caught in mexico or something i i I, yeah tijuana can't be that far away what up sean real shout out now he's managed to make it we already spoke about you you missed it you're gonna have to hit rewind buddy uh we're not we're not doing it again we're not we're not taking requests oh no hey great news tortoise is here the tortoise has arrived and the puppies are not a fan. They are not. Uh, apologies again for the dogs. Uh, we have another showing today. A second showing. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. We are hopeful that this will be the final show. We showing. are very hopeful this will be the final showing. Welcome, Tortoise. Tortoise is in the co-pilot seat today. He, he's he's tortoise here. tortoise has arrived. The tortoise has arrived. He's here in the wow, flesh. Wow, look at these fancy... Uh... Headphones I got here. All right, so you you've only missed a few things. We talked about the murderer on the loose. Uh, oh yeah, he's been oh, captured right. though. Well, he has been. All, you know this guy was taken in allegedly without, without um, incident. That's all I see about it. But he was taken in without the incident. Like, if you got out, if you escaped somehow, like don't you want like run? Um yeah yeah <laughs> well yeah I mean 
<laughs> like uh, you just have to try to take off, right? I, I mean, yeah. yeah. You gotta try. I, this guy just must have a bunch of other plans up his sleeve. You know, he's like, all right, take me back. <laughs> Maybe he was making like a diversion. Mm. Oh, wow. This this guy killed somebody with a pipe bomb. Yeah. yeah. In a part in the Mandalay Bay parking. Yeah, room? that's that's the a hot dog stand apparently. Man. A hot dog. <gasps> what what did that guy ever fucking do? Rudy, leave the tortoise alone. No, that's okay. <laughs> Rudy and I are best friends. Yeah, but the problem is you're giving too much attention to Gatsby and Scout. Yeah, now Rudy can't know. handle it. He, he's fine with Scout, but Gatsby, like, I don't know. They're yeah. just like two crotchety old men at the nursing home. Stop. Uh, it's it's really it's it's yeah they're they're grumpy old men. Uh, Rudy is Walter Matthau, and uh, Gatsby is Jack Lennon, just or Jack Lemon, just minding his own goddamn business. <laughs> Trying to be normal no, and Rudy's got to be. He knows. He knows though. He'll he'll go and stand in front of Rudy, like, oh, I don't know where I am. Like he just he knows. He knows don't, what he's doing. Don't you use that voice when talking about my beloved <laughs> animal? Oh, I, I'm just I happen to be standing right here, like right in front of Rudy, and he knows Rudy's gonna freak out. Look, he he knows that Rudy is uh, a little bitch. And he's just trying to mark his territory for the entire house. He doesn't house. mark his territory. He just stands there and eats hair from the trash. Uh, honestly, I've been noticing every time Rudy goes outside to piss, mm -hmm. Gatsby follows right yeah, behind yeah. him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. He follows right behind him. He's right on top of it. He's, yep. he's yeah. not, not going to let him take over the yard. No, that, that stuff gets covered very quick. Good boy, Gatsby. You're a good boy. Uh, LeBron James bought a pickleball team. It's official, baby. Pickleball fever is here. Are you guys wow. ready? I don't really understand pickleball still. Like, why mm. don't you guys just play tennis? Well, there's a few reasons. more fun. Well, yeah, there's a few reasons. One, uh, tennis is a lot more complicated. Uh-huh. Uh, two, pickleball is, pickleball is generally played as a double sport, uh, whereas tennis is usually they a doubles single sport. tennis. They do, but it's like geriatric tennis. Like but nobody that's what pickleball is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, essentially, yes, it is. You're dead wrong. There it is. There is uh, a lot more, well, not a lot more strategy, but the strategy is very different for okay. pickleball. Uh, so where in tennis, most of the rallies are played from the baseline, the majority of the rallies in pickleball are played uh, at the net. And it's a means of uh, offensively, you're trying to back the other team up. Defensively, you're trying to hold your ground. So uh, a lot of the... Uh, attack counterattacks mm -hmm. are happening at the i mean that that was just the thing of beauty guapo like that was a solid 12 oh, shot rally see. look see you approach the net oh wow yeah bang bang baby let's go okay so it's more just like net doubles net play it's it, uh, yeah it's like it's so yeah singles plays a lot closer to to tennis uh just on a smaller court obviously with a wiffle ball instead of a tennis ball but um i i think what happens is athleticism is far more rewarded in tennis uh -huh. because it's a larger court. Yeah. And the ball to is... Be fast. Yes. You have to be fast. You have to be long. Agile. You, you really need more... Like, like, you actually have to have very specific... A very specific build for tennis. Yeah. You you're have not to be see able any, to, like, pivot well and... Well, you're just not going to see, like, any 5'10 tennis players very often. Yeah, right? that's fair, yeah. In pickleball, height is rewarded, but not nearly as much. So it's a lot more welcoming. Uh, it's more okay. of an everyman sport, if you will. Uh, but at the highest levels, it's really impressive. Uh-huh. Uh, you got to catch the wave. Yeah. 
this this league that uh, LeBron bought a team in, uh, they're expanding the 16 teams now. They plan on playing $2 million worth of tournaments next year. Uh-huh. But by 2020, or, sorry, by 2030, they hope to reach 80 million new pickleball players. That's a boom, baby. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's We're like, in on the ground fucking floor. Well, they're going to start playing in How do I buy stuff? stock? Solve for pickleball. Maybe we should uh, like sponsor a pickleball team. This is the pivot that I've been waiting for. <laughs> okay? Yes. We are going to create... like a midlife crisis. We are going to create... <laughs> We're getting into the pickleball training space, okay. guys. Yes. Okay? Now... I we should just buy a team or... Well, if LeBron's buying a team, I feel like we can't afford it. Yeah. That's true. We'll be, we'll be like the in dodgeball, you know. Oh, sure. <laughs> the ragtag <laughs> crew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Landon's our pro. Yeah. Yeah. Landon, legitimately, though, he has the build to be great. So you want to be really tall in pickleball. It just helps. Yeah. It, it, well, what it, I would assume I if you had a... What the hell am I going to do then? Yeah, I figure if you had a... No, because like... all wingspan, right? Yes, it's, to... it's the longer wingspan, but the yeah. thing is... Uh, and this isn't like a slight, but the way that mixed doubles play mm-hmm. is that the guy covers like 80% of the court uh-huh. and the girl is always targeted. So Heck? Well, cause <laughs> it, it's, it's just because of, it's because of, uh, physical differences, right? Like okay. women will just be able to naturally cover less of the court cause they have smaller wingspans. Yeah. They're, they're what if a it's a really short guy and a tall woman? It, it just like doesn't happen at the high level. Uh-huh. The guys are usually like somewhere between six foot, six, four. Okay. Uh, Are the women tall? They trend they trend taller, but uh, one of the best in the world. She's like fifteen years old, I think, maybe uh-huh. sixteen. Uh, it's her and her mother play as a duo, and I want to say they're like average height. Okay. Um, but she's I think she comes from a it's tennis like background. I'm more built for tennis than pickleball. How would you ever arrive at that? Because I'm short. Why would that make you better at tennis? It makes you worse at tennis. Tennis normally everybody's like six. Yeah, tennis Five. are gargantuan. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're, a lot of you, short girl tennis players. Who? I don't know famous ones. I just know ones that play. <laughs> oh, yeah. They play like 3-0. <laughs> yeah, Venus yeah. and Serena. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, they're big. Uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they probably are on the shorter side, but I bet they're like 5'10". Yeah, they're at least That's not short. Well, I'm saying of the average female tennis player, I would say they're probably on the shorter I side. I know that female tennis players, they don't look that tall. Yeah, camera angles. It's a big court. Yeah. Uh, the girl that plays D1 tennis that lifts at my gym, I think she's like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, Venus is 6'2". Six, 6'2". Two. Six, two. Wow. Closer to 6'2", Serena's almost 5'10". Yeah. That's crazy. I knew, I knew Serena was shorter. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so like Nadal is one of the smaller male players uh-huh. at 6'1". Oh. Um. Wow, six okay, two. so the f- average female top ten player is five foot eight and a half. Oh, wow. Okay, so that is that. That's basically average height. Yeah. For for women. And the average male is six foot two. Did you yeah, say that is five not foot average eight height. is average height for a woman? It, it's got to be pretty close, right? Five seven. It's like five wow. five. Yeah. Oh, it's that. Five, it's five. that short. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. I didn't think there was that big of a discrepancy between because average male height is what five nine. You thought it was the uh, yeah. same? No, I thought it was close. I thought it was like uh, an inch and a half to two inches, maybe. Oh, no. I think it's like five, four, five, five. That's, oh, what wow. I, that's what I would think, yeah. Yeah, I knew there was a discrepancy. I didn't think it was, uh, I didn't think it was about that, that wide. Yeah. Get the yeah, Mary Lamanas of the world bringing the average down. <laughs> that, that, is, that is very <laughs> true. Well, you got the Venus Williams of the world bringing the average <laughs> up, you know? True. <laughs> um, 
Huge congratulations to Jeremiah Williams. He won his second gold bracelet two days ago. Uh, this is relevant because Jeremiah just doesn't fucking play tournaments. Doesn't need to. And uh, he's Swear. a friend of the pod. We're all big fans of Jeremiah. He, uh, big grinder on WSOP, won his second online bracelet. I'm, I'm confident that someone like Jeremiah at some point in time will rival, uh, sorry, uh, Helmuth. If... WSOP continues to run these big online bracelet schedules. Um, I don't necessarily think, think he'll get the 16. number of bracelets? I, I, I think, like, there'll be a sweat. I don't think, like, he'll get the 16. But, uh, like, if we look at WCOOP and SCOOP champions, things of that nature, uh, off the top of my head, like, there are for sure people that are approaching double digits as far as, like, wins yeah. go, right? Um, I guess I don't know for sure, but I, I'm guessing that that's very likely to be the case. People have like close to double digit uh, scoop and W double titles, yeah. and that's only 20 years. Right. So it's like if this continues, and these fields are relatively small here in the early going, kind of like what Helmuth and Negranu and Doyle and all those guys had in the early days of live. Okay, Scout. She doesn't agree. She does not agree. She said Helmuth's the goat. Yeah. Put some respect on that name. Put some respect on that name. Uh, the other reason why Jeremiah is very relevant is he's going to be joining Landon for a candid one-on-one -on -one interview tomorrow right here on the Software podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody gets the day off. I'm heading to LA to play live at the bike. Uh, we're playing 2550 plus plus, I hope. Uh, you see this? <laughs> I see what's going on. He just wants to check everything out, yeah. make sure it's all good. Uh, so I won't be in town. Uh, Christian comes back on Monday. He also won't be in town. And Landon decided, hey, I want to give my man a little props. I want to do a little uh, friendly sit-down one-on-one with him. So that's going to happen here tomorrow. Uh, if you guys plan to be a part of uh, tomorrow's show, we are going to give the members-only chat a try. I feel like that's probably the best setting to do it. It's a one-on-one -on -one interview where those two are going to kind of be kicking it. Yeah. Uh, if the chat's going to engage at all, I want to make it as seamless as possible for Landon. who's not inundated with hundreds of people. So uh, we're going to turn on tomorrow's chat for memberships only. Uh, for any of you guys who are unaware of what that is, uh, anyone you see in the chat with a green name or the uh, white software badge next to their name, they are a part of the new membership program. So what that allows you to get is early access to new uploads. Uh, we'll be coming out with the Only Friend podcast Poker Out Loud season very soon. You guys will get early access to that. Member shout outs, uh, member only live chats when we have guests on, which will be what we're doing tomorrow. Uh, and then we are going to do a... Uh, discount on merch the first of every month. Sometimes we'll do a discount on like software white training and things of that nature. Uh, so be sure to hit that join now button if you want to be a part of the chat tomorrow or if you want any of these other perks. Two more things before we really get into the shits. Zamani won a fucking poker masters yesterday. <laughs> I mean, we've just gotten to the point now where it's it's clear. Yeah. We, we need a frog. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, it's abundantly clear. Yeah. Uh, I'm in. I'm I'm willing to lick a toad for. I've ingested worse things. Sure, sure. I mean, at least it's natural. Yeah, I, I think like we don't need to go the whole route of the injections and shit, right? Like we can just lick a toad. Just an inoculation. Uh, Simply an inoculation. It doesn't sound. So injecting. Good. You could just wear a shirt, Matt. That's true. Oh, so, interesting. So maybe what we do. <laughs> you should get that shirt. I think, oh I think this is Landon's Halloween costume. Uh, That's really funny. What an incredible shirt, by the way. 
What an incredible shirt. Uh, what is yeah, happening so, there? So if we lick this frog's eyes, <laughs> do you think that we will get the run good? No, you have to get the blisters and then they put it in there. Do we though? It's not an injection. But do Just, we... It has to go in your bloodstream. You have to get the blisters. Well, yeah, you... well, if you lick a poisonous toad, it's going okay, in your bloodstream. You're going to have to open a wound somehow. Did you ever see that Beavis and Butthead? You put it in your blisters. <laughs> Work. Did you ever see that Beavis and Butthead where they lick the toad and their eyes get all dilated and they yeah, start to hallucinate? Yeah, I think that's a different... I, it might be a different toad. Yeah, I think so. I think it's like an Amazonian one. That's like the Bufo... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bufo toxin or something. <laughs> oh, you're just... You're on your own at this point. I don't know. Sounds right. Yeah, something like that. Sure. Bufu... Yeah. Bufu... Bufo... Whatever. Something. Um, whatever it is. Whether it's yoga, Taco Bell, or uh, the byproducts of being injected by a shaman, it or, seems you know, as though va- weed pen vape hits yeah. every yeah. every five seconds. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Zamani, uh, B team himself, racks up another high roller score. It's always fascinating to me. Zamani is a not uh, he he's a real anomaly to me. Uh, <laughs> I've played with him a bunch. He's fun. Uh, I love the kid to death. As far as a, being a funny human being and uh, giving action at the table, how he wins is absolutely beyond me. <laughs> I truly, truly don't know. Uh, he's one of my favorite people to play with, not just for the company, but uh, he got heads up versus Jared Jaffe. Also, another fun player for me to uh, gamble with. He's mm-hmm. always a good time at the table. Usually finds a way to throw some needles in there and put some money in a little loose, which we are fan favorite of. Man, they were three-handed with Saliba, and it was kind of like talking shit like to him, and it was just kind of funny. It I've, was just like the live, live shit. Yeah. Talk. yeah. <laughs> the last time I played with Jaffe uh, was in JRB's game. I fucked him so bad, I was buried, <laughs> buried in this fifty a hundred game. I remember that. And he, yeah, and I defended the big blind with. Eight four of hearts, I think, and the board came uh, six five three with two hearts, and I check raised. Obviously, we were like super deep. I think we were playing like fifty one, and we were like a hundred k effective. Uh, I check raise, and he three bets me, and I'm just like, the fuck is going on here? And he opened like under the gun or under the gun ones, like early. Pair? And I'm yeah, just like, like I'm like hearts. this guy's just like rocking it off here with like right. one pair. Yeah. So I call. Turn is like another bad card for his range. It might have been. Uh, I didn't turn the straight. Maybe a deuce. I may have turned like the pair, like the four. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can't recall. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think that was six five three deuce. No, because that would give me a straight. Oh, you had eight five. I had eight four. Eight four. Yeah, so I might have turned the four, and he just blasts again, and I'm like, "The fuck is going on here?" So I call, <laughs> and then the river's a heart, so I jam, and he like rolls his eyes and gets a count, and he's like, <sighs> and, and I, my shovel was like for half pot, like call, and I table it, and he's like, "You got fucking kidding me?" <laughs> and he shows seven four suited, and I'm like. The fuck are you opening that for? And then I'm like, oh, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> Didn't he get you in PLO though? Uh, different night, but yeah. Yeah, he fucked me good. I flopped top set of queens with a gut shot flush draw on like queen four three. I had like queen, queen, uh, seven, six. 
with like seven great. six of hearts. And it's like queen four three two hearts. Great. Sounds really good. Yeah. I bet small he check raises. I'm like, how <laughs> am I getting check <laughs> raised here? Okay. Have? So I three bet and like he just gets it in and I call and he's like one time. And I was like, okay, fine. And it comes nine eight black black. And I was like, nuts. <laughs> and he's like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and he shows ace jack ten brick with two hearts and i'm like mm -hmm. the fuck just happened here so yeah Brutal. guys uh gotta find that board pair yeah private games are good just you know you can't win but they're good <laughs> <laughs> the action's great like it is it's the great action's action. fantastic like are you being cheated probably are you being raked to death absolutely can you actually win never Will you get paid? Almost certainly not, but like you'll have a <laughs> you'll fucking get a head blast. massage and you'll probably get a shave. Yeah. And so. you'll have a blast in the process. You'll, you'll like a lot of optimism yeah. in those private game streets. What actually comes to fruition is a lot of poorness, but you know, it's a good, it's a good ride while you can. Who's optimistic? Me until Yo. I, <laughs> until I walk away and realize like, oh, I was never, uh, never stood a fucking chance right. in, uh, in this situation. So yeah, shout out to Jaffe. Congrats on the second place. Uh, very unlucky losing to Zamani there, but you know, you'll have it. Very lucky for Zamani as he tweeted. Uh, he really did get lucky Jaffe too. He gets it in versus yeah. like 29 outs yep. and somehow finds a hold. And here That's when we you know go. you're blessed by the shaman right there. <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> King, 10, 9, all it? I've never seen that flop wow. versus that hand Zamani and thought to myself, I win here half the time. <laughs> <You see laughs> right? the like, literally never. I just, is okay, dealer, get on to the next hand. Just figure it out. That is true, Conrad. I only win in private games when I'm cheated. It's when they run a straight up game that I'm really fucked. It's true. You need the odds stacked against you. Yeah, yeah, I really need to Zamani I need to be on the lookout for things other than strategy. Yeah. Like, oh, I flopped top cent. This guy's putting in a bunch of money. That seems fishy. <laughs> Maybe we play it safe and just peel one off here. Zamani has his first go major title. All right, we got a lot of poker to talk about. A lot of poker to talk about. First and foremost, I got called out. It appears October 20th. On Live at the Bike, Phil Helmuth is going to live up to his promise. Save the date. Here's the fucking problem. <laughs> this motherfucker, he always has an angle, man. I'm telling you. He stinks. <laughs> he stinks. He's got something up his sleeve? You want to know when October 20th is? Uh, the day after the 19th. Yeah. You want to know what the 19th is? What? Day one of the five Day diamonds. one of the five diamonds. <laughs> ah. You like, think that he did that on purpose? I don't know. I think he's oblivious to the world around him. But it's like one of four events a year that I don't really want to miss. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to have to. You'll miss it for this. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Well, maybe. I don't you know. You put the tortoise in instead. Yeah, yeah that's true. Your horse. Wait, so, should I'm I go play Helmuth or should I play the five diamond? Either one. Sub in tortoise. Oh, I was 100% thinking of playing, putting me as Helmuth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> that would actually be. It's like fighting fire with fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that might be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let them both sit 300k deep and see which one can set up or set the other one. 72 hours. Right. Whoever has the lowest VPIP wins. <laughs> do they <laughs> do they win yeah um, just wait for it so he 
Just wait Let for you it. idiots like you and Jaffe just blast it off. Right. I'm just really sitting there waiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Why would I play other hands? Yeah. You guys will just give it to just me. Blast Open off, and I'm just going to wait for aces. Idiot's just going to give me a stack eventually. <laughs> oh, man. So, so far on the call out tour, he's called me out. He's called out Casino Eric. Uh, we'll see if this comes to fruition. My fear is that because Five Diamonds in town, there's going to be so much high stakes cash action here. That nobody's going to want to go to LA. Is that what usually happens? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to coordinate whenever, uh, you know, there's high roller events right before Five Diamond. There's high roller events uh, as Postlims as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, guys like Bill Klein are going to be in town. Uh, all the people that would usually round out a lineup like this are very unlikely to be in LA, as far as I, I'm guessing anyway. Um, but they did announce also on Hustler that on the 21st, Helmuth is going to be playing with Shamoth and Keating. And. Keating is kind of the key person here, right? Like yeah. if Keating's willing to go there that Friday, that makes me think that maybe there will be less action here than I'm, I'm estimating. I'm unsure. Um, but in any event, uh, the man has come out of hiding. I've been unblocked on Twitter. That's wow. Nice. I saw that he tagged you. So I was like, he must have unblocked you. Yeah, he Who unblocked me. Who else do you think that. that he's going to call out? I don't know. Who else hates on him? Me, Eric? Mm. I don't know. Daniel, I guess, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Get D Negs in the mix. D Negs will never. Yeah, he's not missing he's never five missing diamond. Five yeah. diamond. Never. Oh, no bro. shot. He's got shit to do. No shot. And honestly, don't blame him because it's like, uh, is this a yum yum spot? Absolutely. Yum yum. This is yum yum as it gets. <laughs> uh, delicious. I mean, you know, we get to, to feast on a, a stinky fill sitting 300 or 3,000 big blinds deep. Yeah. 100 or 1500 big blinds can deep, we, whatever can we dawn king this thing up i mean can we just like promote this to well it's to hard end because of the world and just this is like just really build have... it up as the berkey versus Helmuth. how all do we this, do that all this back and forth blocked on twitter mm. calling the guy out telling him he stinks now they're going to be battling right i'm telling you man Ryan's don king it. yeah here here's <laughs> this is it look here's how battle this, of the titans here's how this is going to play out Okay, he is going to sit super deep and he's going to talk twice as much as he plays. Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to play very few hands. Mm -hmm. And that, in, in, as a byproduct, that should give him like comfort in feeling very polarized when he does enter hands. Just, mm -hmm. uh, therefore, you know, putting 1,500 big blinds at risk at just, any, any just one keep, spot. Just keep making the game bigger. No, uh, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. Why? Because oh, then it, that... It, decreases his stack depth and allows him to play yeah, he'll just jam yeah mm. no so what i'm going to, to do he's gonna have to play hands no what i'm going to do is just keep putting in a hundred thousand dollars over and over and over again that, that works the way garrett did yesterday to andy mm -hmm. in a spot where he's forex potting river like he's game going five yeah i'm going to i'm gonna have so many opportunities to bet somewhere between full pot and 10x pot so many yeah. opportunities and I know how to do that. But he's just going to fold every time he has the nuts. Yeah, it's fine. He'll never have the nuts. What do you mean he'll never have the nuts? You make the nuts sometimes. No, 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 no. Not whenever you're 10x potting correctly. True. true. He just won't have the nuts. I'll always just win the pot uncontested. That and I'm going to win 125 big blinds the hard way. The very, yeah. very but hard way. But then he way. might get like tired of it and start doing random stuff, you know, which is Like good. flopping a straight and jamming all in for... 37 yeah, x pot. Just, just open yeah, yeah. he might he might do some <laughs> random shit you're right uh the I, best, I just like can't get over when he was playing that creator game and kept saying 
why would I play more hands? You guys are going to just give it to me and then just get dealt ace king and then just open jams 250 picks and everyone just folds like good hands. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, yeah. Whenever, when Botez like gave him the speech of like, uh, I'd call someone else, yeah, but not you. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, there was multiple of them that said yeah. that. Like you really cultivated your OMC image here, Phil. Right. Great job. You are officially the old man coffee in the room. He, if he had just started like doing crazy bluffs after that it would have been sick yeah except he won't like he's gonna play like the fucking duke from from uh golden nugget just sitting with like thousands and thousands and thousands of big blind and then like folding sets face up post flop how do we get him to up his vpip can you can you bet him would you bet would you would you call him out and say your vpip's gonna be under 10 and no. I bet you that it won't. No, he doesn't care. What yeah. we well, what you do is you just punish him for v pipping small. So yeah. we make it a five blind game right. with a two x ante. That's that's what I was trying to say. That's well, I yeah, to... I mean, but it's going to reduce his depth. But yeah, uh, yeah fine. But that's so, what I'm saying. Like, so we play force 20, him to play hands. We play twenty five fifty, a hundred, two hundred, four hundred. Yes. And we make the big blind ante eight hundred. Yes. Uh, therefore, you're putting in like two k every orbit. Right. And, and he can just he, bleed it all away, yeah. or he can play hands. Yeah, exactly. That's either great. way, it's fucked. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I don't think I'm gonna have any control over the structure. But if I do, uh, this is the hell that he's gonna f have to face. Yeah. Uh, and as it stands, uh, I don't know who else is playing. I don't know who else will call out. Doesn't matter. But yeah, I, I think it'll be a, a fun game. I can't wait till Mikey gets in the mix. Like somehow it's gonna be just like me, Helmuth, Manasau, and oh, Eric. Wow. Man, that's the misfit island I've been adopted <laughs> on. Yeah. In order, in order to make one k an hour, I'm gonna have to listen to conspiracy theories about COVID. I'm gonna have to listen to why Biden is a part of like some Democrat baby eating uh, thing. I'm yeah. gonna have to listen to how great Phil Helmuth is for six hours, and then we have to listen to Eric tell him why he's not great. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's all worth it. Did you see Biden give a shout out to? A, a dead, dead, dead uh, Congress. Yeah, he's doing great. Oh, uh, no. it, was, it was, it was just good. That's, he speaks. Uh, yeah. Biden. Yeah. Biden speaks it's... Conrad fluently. Yeah, he had no idea. Are like you he's saying that Conrad has dementia. No, well, well on, maybe that would explain a lot. No, because I know everything that goes on <laughs> in I your know head. Everything. Yeah. Right so, in your head. Like, Vape pouring out of his mouth as he's saying that. That just can't be true. Also. We have a CSI. Oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is not a Conrad service announcement. Mm. This is a chin. Oh, oh shit. Service okay. announcement. It's a GSA. He, he just sent a tweet over from the Red, Round Rock police saying um, they, it's basically a video of one of the guys that they suspect that robbed Yochan. Oh, wow. And he is wow. in the lodge. <gasps> and it looks like he's just like looking at the table. Hanging out because like the, the live stream table is straight ahead. Right. Yep. Sketchy. He and looks sketchy. Yeah. There's another. If you scroll down into the comments, the first, the second thing. Yeah. Okay. And this is released by the Round Rock Police. Yes. Okay. That's very important because I don't want to speculate because I don't want to have Doug fucking DMing me again, breathing down my throat. He okay. like went out of his way to go like, can't believe you said it's a hundred percent an inside job when there's no evidence of it. It's like obviously I'm using hyperbole. But like logically speaking, this stuff has to be inside stuff. Like, nobody it, has to see. It just has to be on. like nobody gets robbed oh. in broad daylight and happens to have thirty thousand on them, 
right? Like a guy's obviously being targeted and in order to be targeted, you need that sort of information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, I mean, it's great that the police are involved and mm-hmm. there's a, a chance to actually solve this and potentially uh, punish somebody. Um, I don't, you know, again, like going back to this conversation, I don't think that there's anything um, obvious that the rooms could be doing to prevent uh, this sort of casing from taking place. Uh, my suggestions were simply to put protocols in place that make the casing less effective, right? Mm-hmm. Private room being one of them, obviously. Um, people were saying, uh, or people were talking to me uh, privately saying that one of the other issues with having uh, even the, the box room where you can go in privately and whatnot is that when you cash out, the cashiers will shout for a double yeah. And it's a smallish type room where everybody in the room can hear that. Mm-hmm. So now they're aware that somebody at the cage is getting a number over 3K. Right. Uh, so like, yeah, they're, they're just like small protocols. Look, look, I'm not trying to fucking burn the place down or crucify anybody for running a business. It's just there are little small details that as incidents happen, uh, it's kind of easy to then look back in retrospect and say like, oh, we could have done a better job of X, Y, and Z. And I think that that's kind of my issue with all of these uh, Texas rooms and the incidences that have occurred is none of them are coming out and speaking publicly. Now, I'm sure part of that is to protect their own asses, but I do think that there's a level of ownership that is kind of necessary to take where it's like, okay, uh, we could be doing a better job in these three or four areas in spite of the fact that we already feel we are doing a good job in these three or four areas. Moving forward, we'll correct X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. and we will ensure that your security is of our utmost importance uh, here at card room, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's like, it's hard from their standpoint, I'm sure, because it's like, do we get ahead of this and control the narrative of it and then let people know who maybe like wouldn't have known otherwise and then they might be swayed from coming or Mm -hmm. do we just not say anything and hope it blows over well i think once the police put out uh, a public report that they are in pursuit or even like once we break it uh, you know enough people are going to know yeah that it's probably worthy of i i would imagine that your patrons are going to want a message right and not like some private in-house message where you get on the loudspeaker on a random tuesday right uh or a newsletter that's like sent to their email right like i i would think with how big, like, you know, using Doug here is like kind of the martyr, with how big his platform is, it seems pretty critical mm-hmm. to get ahead of it. Um, yeah, because I think that the downside of not saying anything and then having it come out another way is looks way worse because then it just looks like you're trying to cover it yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, a lot of our exchange, most of it was like, yes, there were some f- factual things that uh, had changed that I was unaware of and I corrected those. But the vast majority of like the things that he had griped with were just spin. It was just positive spins, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, we're, we're going to do this. And uh, we have this in place. We're, radi- we're waiting for uh, all of these reasons in order to execute. It's like, okay, well, that's just a spin because it doesn't exist yet, right? Yeah. Uh, and we can only judge based off of the actual execution taking place. And yeah, I think that there are a lot of uh, very simple things that can be corrected that make it better. But at, at the end of the day, it will never be foolproof. There's always going to be some risk as a professional poker player playing in any game, mm. whether you're talking about home games, the casino, uh, you know, these strip mall games, whatever the case may be, uh, there will be degrees to which they're dangerous, but there will always be some sort of risk that you're 
you're taking and that that kind of comes with the cash in cash out type of business yeah scary times uh times people are hurting financially yeah that's the other thing that's i think we're a little less aware of because we're privileged enough to not be that impacted yet out there but yeah uh somebody when we were doing that episode somebody was saying that there were people at like uh i don't want to say at Publix because that seems unfair if it's not them but like at a grocery store parking lot yeah where uh they had to hire a security guard to walk people out yeah because people were jumping them for groceries yeah there's like i mean crime is i've been hearing i don't know i haven't looked into it but i think crime is up in a lot of places i've been hearing from people i know who live in california mm. saying similar things just like more robberies and stuff happening yeah so yeah usually this is the economy goes down that yeah it yeah. makes sense yeah it's kind of scary it's it, it really does put things into perspective whenever we're calling a man child a baby for uh sitting with ten thousand dollars in a I poker know. game <laughs> yeah wanting him to sit with hundreds of thousands yeah. instead right. and you know there are people who are literally like struggling to get their next meal yeah uh, our economy is just like getting flushed down the toilet <laughs> yeah I, I try not to be insensitive to that and i try not to to let it wash over me but at the end of the day we are a podcast that's kind of centered around the gambling industry yeah um but yeah i i mean i think we're in for a very long 12 to 18 months and you know i'm not a financial advisor or anybody who's even like incredibly sharp there but like the people that i know that are uh seem to really be hunkering down yes mm-hmm. that's especially the, like. the markets the markets look like they're down and then usually what falls after that is unemployment and right right so it's like right now they're like are we in a recession are we not in a recession it's like well unemployment is still very low mm-hmm. and that's kind of one of the metrics they use but the, the main metric the main metric is two quarters of um you know negative growth and that's what we had so people were like why are we not why are we not saying we're we're you know we're in recessions because you know unemployment rate mm. is still low and people still have jobs but if the markets keep tanking and these uh companies you know are gonna are struggling and not showing profits, then they're going to start yeah. laying people off. Yeah. And it's going to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's like way, like, do you think that there's a lot more self-employed people now though, too? I think that's partly true. Yeah. I also think work from home is getting a lot more popular. Right. And there's more freelance. There's more work, like work from home right. and self-employed. Like there's mm-hmm. just more like stuff that people can do on their own now. Yeah. Uh, gig, I would imagine economies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? I would imagine the work from home economy also uh will help slash costs a little bit for companies. Yeah. So maybe we can stave off uh the unemployment rate spiking and, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Like even if it means that uh you know kind of like freelance work goes up. Uh it obviously it's tough to say. Like mm-hmm. um I was talking to uh my trainer Rob about this the other day where it's like you know, in our age bracket, we've lived through, this will be now our third major recession. And every time it occurs, we always think it's worse than the last yeah. kind of thing. Is it? Uh, it just always feels that way in the moment, right? right? But it's difficult to say. The financial crisis of 2008. That was so bad that, that I think really that's probably bad, right? why. Like we thought, yeah. wow, 2000 was bad, right? When the, the dot-com burst, but then like, then we, you know, 2008 was worse. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Right, but like... People being, are afraid that it's going to be worse than that time yes i think it's always projected to be worse Mm -hmm. uh whether it will or won't i always think is like up for discussion but like to give to give some proper context i was your age in the 2008 uh financial crisis yeah and i was a 510 grinder i didn't feel a thing right right like 510 was completely unimpacted uh if not surprising yeah it kind of is 
It kind of is, but I think it was like that sweet spot where um, people who have... High stakes was more impacted. I would imagine so. Because it's uh, more finance people and... Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine so just because people who have like great wealth will now protect mm-hmm. and people who have no wealth obviously have no access anyway. But yeah. people who are in the middle are just trying to like move up a step or maintain and they're willing to take on a lot more risk in a in a financially dicey time right whereas they may be more conservative when everything is really good you know okay. like yeah. they may be happy to just grind out five five or two five for a living when everything is really good because they know for sure what their cost of living is they know what for sure what their earn is in that game yada yada but when that uncertainty starts to creep mm-hmm. in of like well am i going to be able to make enough six months from now yeah then well, you just are like let's just let's fire gamble. baby yeah <laughs> yeah let's just fire it's either gonna 10x or gonna <laughs> go to zero yeah like a month and a half ago whenever uh when, when my house was selling it's like okay i'm gonna be really liquid i want to position myself to like you know be in be in a, a space to make a lot of moves if yeah. we do go through this financial crisis and i want to be able to plan so i want to conserve i want to be like really protective yeah. of my liquidity right wait for the buying opportunities yeah. and-, mm-hmm. and then we got catfished and i was like mm-hmm. okay well i got some liquidity what's the biggest fucking <laughs> yeah. game in the room <laughs> <laughs> what shit coin can i put all of this yeah. into <laughs> can i play help me th- heads up for my entire net worth mm-hmm. let's just do it man end me already <laughs> fucking put me out of my misery <laughs> send me home (laughs) um but yeah so it it does have this like kind of crazy effect in the in the middle uh not looking forward to it to be to be quite honest but mainly because i'm 40 now i think when you're 26 27 whatever you're so resilient Mm -hmm. yeah like my nephew you know he's feeling it but he's not feeling it because of recession he's feeling it because he's 23 and doesn't know what the fuck to do yeah with his yeah life. that's yeah. right yeah. like he's like oh, i didn't get hired at verizon for a 25 dollar an hour job i'm like in the dumps <laughs> right because it would have been really easy it's like yeah like who cares that yeah. was a part-time thing anyway yeah he's like yeah i know but like i want money and i'm like yeah everyone does right now big guy like mm-hmm. sharpen your sharpen your axe develop a skill because we're all going to be poor for quite some time yeah relatively speaking but you know, when there's blood in the streets. Buy real estate. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the scary thing is, you know, this is now the third major financial crisis that like Brian and I will experience. Yeah. And we were 18 in 2000, 26 in 2008. Didn't really have any level of wealth in either situation. Now we're 40. And it's like, we've watched that generation ahead of us get wealthy in these times yeah like, i'm like i'm just right. who shy, i know right? that's yeah. like i feel that way about crypto mm-hmm. i haven't been around long enough to see like the longer cycles of the, the regular financial mm-hmm. stuff but crypto it's moved so fast i've seen yeah i've seen the cycles and i've i've sidelined the whole time and you know seen the ups and downs and seen people get rich and go broke and yeah so I feel like okay now I'm more familiar with what I would be getting into. Yeah. Finally, after fucking twelve years of being exposed but to it, crypto's never gone through a recession, so people are That's a little right. worried yeah. about what, how it's going to react to it. Right. Um, I'll be shocked but, though if like Bitcoin just like went away. Yeah, I don't point. think so. Not not in the any not in the near well, future. I mean, hey, send it back down to a hundred. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. I'm in. Scoop it up. This is the best chat comment I've ever seen. Doug R says, uh, is there a family membership plan? Hey, it's me, Matt, Joseph, and Adam Levine need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, guys. No fighting on the pod. 
please, Rudy. Rudy. What is the matter Come with here, this Rudy. dog? His eyes. Come here. His eyes are horrifying. He, he starts he, side eyeing. He gets activated. <laughs> activated. That's a good way of putting he it. He gets activated. Um. Okay. Let's talk about Hustler Live. As yesterday, just about broke poker internet. Uh. uh they had roughly twenty thousand concurrent. I watched it start to finish. Um. It was a. It was a really good show. Uh. Great to see Jr. Run well and play pretty well he was the big winner at like three hundred and thirty thousand, i believe uh somewhere in that neighborhood um it was kind of one of those things uh where it was mentioned a few times throughout the course of the, the evening where all of the pros were losing and all the recreationals were winning so uh the final tallies were jr won uh 328 andy won 83k so he did end up making a comeback he was stuck for quite some time uh casino eric won eighty two thousand. Dustin ended up picking up 60k and right oh no sorry Raisuki was a uh Ruske? Ruske. Ruske. yeah sorry I was I was uh pronouncing it the way Eric was oh. he just kept like yelling at him like Raisuki, Raisuki. <laughs> <laughs> and then every time he did it they were like uh yeah he's mispronouncing his name but uh Ivy and Garrett ended up being the big losers yeah. at 192 and 238 uh a lot of inspired play from what I saw yesterday, more so from Garrett than Ivy. Um, really, I'm not sure how Ivy even lost so much. He got cooled off a couple times. Um, we have a brief clip of him getting flush over flushed uh, for a pretty sizable pot. Got a big hand here. Uh, Mr. Seven Deuce in there with top pair and a flush draw. Phil Ivy now hits a seven to go along with a flush draw, but he is in bad shape. Oh! Yeah, he's going to lose some chips on this river card. Oh, and the flush gets there. question is, will he raise this bet? It's a slight over bet. I don't think he necessarily will raise here, although he's cut Oh, out. he's going to raise. <laughs> Snap call for Ruska. The flush gets there, a little bit of cooler. Ruska hits the king high flush. Ivy raises. Got a big hand here. Uh, yeah, I guess if if you're gonna get flush over flushed in a 120k pot, you're gonna lose 200k. Um, yeah. He had a couple other core spots. I think he I think he either turned or river trips twice, and was against a straight both times, uh, for for a couple big ones. Mm -hmm. He did pull off a big bluff. Uh, I actually missed that hand though. Uh, didn't really see it, but um, in general, like just having tuned into most of the show, he just. I don't know. I played with him the two days the last time that he came uh, last October. So it was about a year ago. He just seems so uninterested. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. I, um, he does. He seems like he's in the middle of something else. Yeah. <laughs> it's because games in the fucking Macau dungeon are way more fun. I'm sure. Afterwards. Yeah. I, well, that's probably why Tom fun, and man. Phil both look bored out of their minds when they play. Yeah, Maybe that's sure, just Tom look. also feels the same way. It's weird because I know both of them to be Once like. Once you go Macau, you, yeah. You know? Well, that, that's that's what's kind of strange to me is I know both of them to be pretty gangster in the way that they play, especially Tom. Tom, like, I know him to be like wildly loose. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember one of the the funniest things that came out of Ivy's room 
when I was in the midst of my downswing, I was playing with Dur a lot. Uh, he was getting a lot of invites, and uh, you know, I, I'm I'm a battler. And those games that we were in, it was like him and I were the only two pros, and everybody else was a wreck. So like, I'm V pipping a lot. Yeah. And I remember we're mutually friends with Benefield, and uh, somehow my name came up or whatever. And Dur said to Benefield, he's like, Berkey is the loosest preflop player I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I just died at the notion of Dur saying that about anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, man, maybe I got to get this fucking reined in a little bit. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This might be taking it a little bit too far. But um, he's gotten tight at least in his aggressive actions tighter in his aggressive actions like Tom? yeah not even saying that like he doesn't play a lot of hands pre he still plays pretty loosely pre like definitely out of construction in a lot of spots but i notice he's not like he's not like the young dur on high stakes poker where he's always putting people to the test he's mm -hmm. just doing a lot more calling and a lot more like just floating around and yeah and i feel the same about ivy like i know i kind of noticed that too yeah, the game the it's... game I played with him, I opened under the gun and he after two callers called Ace King suited on the button. <laughs> right. I, I I'm sure there was a reason. I don't doubt the great the goat the goat, but I forget where I was he heard it. Maybe it was like one of the commentators or someone saying that he felt a bit out of his element in like the hustler it was cash yesterday. game specifically. I heard it in the commentary too. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why though. I like this How is, is it, could it be that different from the other games he's played? Yeah, it's like it's him, Garrett, Andy, and five wrecks. Yeah, I mean, pretty standard pretty gin spot. I would yeah. imagine it's got to be less tough, probably even than the Macau games. I mean, do you think it's part of being on camera, or like, do you think the camera has anything to I do truly, with it? It's just, it's I truly, I truly can't it even begin. Like yeah. Sort of like they're held at gunpoint. I truly can't. Yes, I can't even begin <laughs> to speculate because, like, uh, it's easy to say that the stakes are too small for him to care, and possibly that could be true i guess but like you know they were playing two four eight yeah you easily could win or lose half a million in that game right like pretty easily like he lost 200k pretty not that difficult like yeah, yeah he was card dead but he also didn't play a lot of hands and again like he just wasn't aggressive in a lot of nodes i, I he was like the third flatter yesterday with king 10 suited like these aren't spots that ivy misses mm -hmm. these are just like clear squeezes where he just gets after it. but for whatever reason it's just like kind of a flick it in basically like the way that i would play one two if i was just like forced to be there right yeah like where it's just like i don't care about the outcome i have to put in my eight hours yeah uh, I'm just going to splash, try to make big hands and then see what happens. And then right. ultimately what all obviously happens when you play that way is you just get fucking cooler a bunch. Yeah. Like, Oh, I finally made a flush. You too. Cool. Right. Cause you're just check calling a lot yeah. and you're like, you know, not really taking any aggression. Yeah. So. You're, you're not trying to red line at all. You're just trying to win the blue line war and the yeah. deck fucking hates people who do that. Yeah. Unless your name's Phil Helmuth. Right. Bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> try to fucking out blue line me. <laughs> <laughs> the blue line God. Send that red line through the goddamn roof. <laughs> um, there were a few interesting spots, though, uh, aside from Ivy being coolered. Uh, Garrett played two really interesting hands, the first of which was wild. <laughs> Just wild. Everything about this hand is so insane. It's, uh, it really, truly does speak to the beauty of deep stack no limit hold'em, where the rules just get kind of thrown out of the window. So, first of all, God bless anybody at home who tries to solve this spot. They're playing four blinds. Uh, and this hand happens between the small blind, the second blind, and the third blind. Is that right? Is that enough raises? Open through. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So um, 
Actually, Guapo, just run it. It's the, uh, yeah, it's the Andy hand. It's not very often we see Garrett off his game, too. I mean, the guy is just a beast. Just crushes week after week, but he's human. And Andy, just like last time, just flats with Kings. That's 15,000 in the 57. Yeah, he's probably going to go small bet, big bet. Maybe he's playing on Barely. Garrett can't win this pot. If you're wondering why he can't catch running fives, our graphics take into account folded cards, the dead cards. All right, just gives up. Andy checking a third time. Garrett in the tank on this one. And he's reaching for it. All in? Oh my God. He just went all in. He just bet 296,000 into a pot of 87. What a spot. Garrett bets $296,000 into 87. Just to refresh how we and got he here. And he folds. Yeah. Unbelievable. So obviously Garrett was going Best to lose I've this ever... pot almost always. Yes. Right? Like uh to 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 catch up what happened. Uh went small blind open, Andy three bet kings. Garrett finds the cold four with the king five off, which I actually think is like obviously way, way, way out of line and out of construction. Mm -hmm. uh, but I understand what's going on here dynamically. Why speaking? Uh, so the original opener was, uh, help me. Ryusuke. Ryusuke, yeah. Ryusuke. Ryusuke. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Well, that's fine. You're doing better than yeah. me. Uh, so Ryusuke opens and Andy three bets. Now, uh, Ryusuke and Andy are both relatively deep. I think that they are like somewhere in the 200-ish uh, yeah. vicinity, which is uh, playing two, four, eight. Oh, they're playing four blinds this hand. So it's one, two, four, eight. Sorry. Uh, so at that point, like there's still going to be roughly 250 bigs effective. Yeah. Uh, Andy being the the uh, deeper stack at like 350. And from Garrett's perspective, where he covers both, I think that he sees this as um, you know kind of leveraging the money factor uh -huh. type of thing. Where if I'm going to have a position against the guy who I deem to be the toughest player in the game, and we're both going to be sitting like hundreds and hundreds of blinds effective. I need to apply a lot of pressure in situations where ranges are supposed to be tight mm -hmm. because he has to be more considerate about the equity thresholds for where the money goes all in more so than I do as the aggressor. Right. Right. So if I put him in a defensive node, it becomes very difficult to bluff catch whenever you're playing pots that are upwards of a thousand big blinds. Yeah. And it shrivels up one pair. Right. And we see this happening in theory if you like are able to actually run these spots. Like kings do do a lot less five betting mm -hmm. whenever you when are really 500 big blinds effective yeah. right uh and when that happens now kings also find themselves in weird leverage situations post right where they still don't want to stack off right you're kind yeah. of counting on the shutdown right to some degree where a street gets checked like we need a street to get checked yeah, please in order to please get these cap in. yourself somewhere yes exactly <laughs> right so um andy kind of gets fortunate in that regard where it comes jack seven seven uh rainbow um and goes check small bet call mm -hmm. uh so i think garrett bet's like third pot or something along those lines uh maybe slightly less 
Uh, Andy calls turn is a brick bringing backdoor diamonds, like the deuce of diamonds, total, total brick. Uh, and it goes check check. Great, we feel pretty fucking good about kings right now. Yeah. Right? On the river now with uh, I think there's like 80k in the pot. It was a forex pot shove. Yeah. Uh, so roughly 80k, and they're like 300 ish effective, uh, 350 effective, something like that. The river is now the jack of diamonds, double pairing the board and bringing in the flush. Now, uh, this is probably the gin card for Garrett. Uh, mm -hmm. Any jack really will do, but specifically the jack of diamonds is pretty nice, uh, at least on the surface. Like if we just take a quick glance at it. Yeah. Reality, it's probably not quite as good as another jack. Right. Right, because like most of your jack X that checks back will be jack X of diamonds exactly uh, because you don't want to get crammed on whenever you have a pair plus flush draw yeah it's really like back 10 maybe yeah. checks but it's yeah like just, but how much he's are you gonna barrel so much of his jacks there yeah which he also probably doesn't have anywhere near as many jacks as andy does because andy's the three bet caller right that range is just naturally going to be wider than the four bet. like in truth there probably shouldn't be a whole lot of four betting coming from the linear portion of garrett's range but they're so fucking deep and yeah. he actually has position because it's a four like, blind spot he can still have queens yeah yes well but he well, probably not, barrels turn so he probably barrels turn but you know let's say in theory he would check them back some of the time yeah he's not forex potting them on the river right right so like when we look at the forex pot what we recognize is and where i think that uh i think that it worked out in garrett's favor but maybe he's a little bit overestimating he had the king of diamonds and i think that feels relevant mm -hmm. uh because you block andy's king high flushes which may call yeah but i'm not so sure I'm not so sure that it matters if Andy has kings or a flush when it comes to bluff catching, right? Because all that really matters is having blocking power over the jack. Yeah. Because no flush should jam. Right. Right? Andy just has too much jack X. So since no flush is jamming, uh, the diamond isn't really relative, relevant in blocking flushes, and it kind of anti-blocks the suited jack. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, it's it's a little bit worse. You would prefer that Andy has the King of Diamonds, I think. Which also makes Andy's hand a lot better to call with. Yeah, it would give him a better bluff catcher. He has a much better bluff catcher because he actually blocks some King Jack suited, which could theoretically, or hypothetically, I guess, is a better word, be in Garrett's cold four bet range. Yeah, I mean, it just sort of is a really fishy line. Kind of, yeah. Right? But But it works. It works because there's so... He can leverage so much on the river. Well, it, it feels fishy because he had king five off. And we were right. able to see that. Yeah. If he had two unexposed cards yeah. and he 4x potted river... That's fair. That's definitely a thing for sure. Right. And now it would just be a guessing game of like, okay, what are his value hands? Obviously, jack x and quads. Uh, and then what are his bluffs? And to know what his bluffs are, we have to know how he's constructing pre... Mm -hmm. right he did land at bottom of range king five off is yeah. certainly <laughs> yeah. going to be bottom of range uh especially because if he does have any suited connectors they're more likely to barrel turn yeah so if he has like eight nine for example double blocking ace king would mean maybe a better call you're saying with the kings yeah uh yeah i mean does ace king bluff here Maybe with the Ace of Diamonds. Right, but it should bluff for the flush size. He yeah. should have two sizes here, yeah. right? He should have full pot and then like 4X pot. Right, yeah. And full pot should just be flushes. So like, yeah, 
he should be bluffing with like some ace highs there. Yeah. To get Andy to fold under pairs, like tens, nines, uh, maybe even some queens and kings. Mm. Uh, but that's the thing is I imagine like kings and queens and aces for Andy uh, become indifferent to some, some degree at around pot. And that indifference probably doesn't change all that much as you get to 4x pot all in. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, it, well, well, no, uh, not obviously, right? Because it's it's a byproduct of how much Jack X you have. Yeah. Right. So uh, if Andy has like a ton of Jack X, then it would change a lot between full pot and all in, mm -hmm. right? Because you have so much Jack X to call with when you face all in that you don't need to reach to anything else. But if you have almost no Jack X, now all of a sudden flushes and overpairs. Does though? He does. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, which is. Probably what went to his decision to ultimately arrive at a fold. Yeah. Um, but he might be overweighting like, how, how much you... Jack X he has. Because, like, he doesn't have I just don't jack understand off. how Garrett arrives at the decision to do that, I guess. So I think. Well, I think it's that uh, he can't win the pot any other way. Yeah. And uh, it's very hard to find calls that aren't Jack X when facing 4X pot. Like, don't you think you'd want a barrel turn? I don't think. I think the 4X no. pot is more meaningful here. Um. Mm. Because one, Jack X isn't always going to barrel turn. So but actually, it did play out in a way where, like, this is the best card in the deck for him. Yeah. Because of all the one pair hands that check back, it's going to be like Jack X and minus, right? It's not going to be as much Queen X or Queens and, and, and over, mm -hmm. right? So, like, he's not going to, like, bluff an ace, right? For yeah. example, and try to rep aces. Yeah. Right? That's or, true. Or, like, because, like, yeah, jamming an ace, you would be repping Ace Jack. And, like, I don't think that that really crams yeah because now when you have ace jack in the spot you just block calls right uh so much so like yeah you're probably just in that full pot ish region uh and you're happy to call a jam should andy have like blockers the bluff and i don't know it's a pretty fascinating spot like i i, I don't want to get too deep into it um but i want to get a little bit deeper than the surface level of like oh garrett's just out here fucking punting it off and andy's the goddamn worst for not finding a call with an overpair <laughs> like i see the cards can't they <laughs> i know it's so much easier when you can yeah. see the cards yeah so like i i, I want to discuss it at a certain level where it's giving credibility to both players because i think yeah. they're both excellent deep stack no limit hold'em players and they have history too yeah uh yeah that was also something that i kind of mentioned uh in our chat where it's like if i had to pigeonhole either one of them into a strategy i would say that Andy is prone to making hero folds on the end mm -hmm. and Garrett is prone to giving up versus good players. Yeah. On the end. Yeah, that's true. Right. So yeah. by that metric, uh, I'm not surprised that Andy found the fold and even more so against Garrett. Mm -hmm. Right. And by that metric, I, it's then his it, jams are printed. Yeah. It's like almost yeah. more of a reason to applaud Garrett for finding that shove. Yeah. Now, what I do want to be clear though, is that he's just absolutely getting mashed on every other fucking river. Because, like, if a diamond comes, he's never going to shove. Maybe he does. Maybe he still shoves on a diamond. I don't know. Um, like, what about if, like, um, what if an ace comes? I just don't think the 4x pot would really be utilized. Because the problem is it's already a paired board. Right? Maybe so the you just block. Yeah, so, like, the texture just doesn't change again unless it double pairs. Yeah. Sure, a flush card coming in matters. But these ranges should be somewhat tight because it's a 4-bet pot. So, usually a flush completing river isn't going to be as polarizing as mm -hmm. something else drastic, like uh, the the bottom pair turning into trips. Yeah. So like if a third seven came off, like that's a, a very drastic board changing card. Right. Uh, or if like, you know, double pairs the way it did with the jack coming off, something along those lines. But like, yeah, if it comes running deuces where it's like 
Jack 7 7 Deuce Deuce. That doesn't change the fucking texture at all. Mm -hmm. um, and it coming running diamonds, also like not really that big as far as texture change. So usually what that does is it caps your sizing on the end. Yeah. That's not to say he can't just rocket it in yeah. there anyway and just, you know, force Andy to say like, yo, uh, make the call, man. You know, here's a size that theoretically is not sound. Right. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> are you going to trust that I'm literally doing this repping nothing? Or are you going to assume that like I somehow river to set on the fucking three of spades, you yeah. know, <laughs> like whatever. Uh, I think that, I think this is what poker, uh, I don't want to say unhinged. That's the wrong word. Uh, unbridled. Unbridled. If you that's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is what it looks like without, without guardrails. Right. Um, for it can better be or for worse. very beautiful without guardrails. Yes. For better or for worse. It's, it, it truly is in the eye of the beholder, right? Because somebody like Landon watching that is just like molding. It's so funny. Sometimes <laughs> watch, like when I have the streams on TV or whatever, and he, he just gets so frustrated watching. Yeah. Are you saying that Garrett is not allowed to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on who machine, you're asking permission. Are they like. going to come arrest, are they going to come arrest him? But maybe machine does like it. Breaking it's a four blind, you know, yeah. infinite deep game. The, so. the, the machine can't even play this structure yet. You know? The machine uh -huh. just blows up when it sees yeah. that. Um, but that's the thing. It's like, it depends who you're asking permission to, because right. as somebody who likes to get in the streets myself, yeah. like, Nice Go, fucking job, yeah, man. right. Nice you fucking job. Uh, had Andy called, I'd be applauding him too because, yeah. like, mm -hmm. to me, again, I get to see the cards, but like to me, unless that's my case money, I think that I'm just saying like, fuck you, man. <laughs> fuck you. I know what you're trying to do here. You're trying to make me uncomfortable. You're gonna have to reload and cover me after this. Yeah, hand. Like, I'm call. gonna make you uncomfortable right. by reloading. <laughs> right, but like, call. <laughs> um, but if that's my case money, I'm not ashamed to admit that I probably find more folds than I should. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, right? that's an, I guess that's an argument for being uh, overruled or yeah. at least properly. God bless you if you're overruled for 400 days. I know, right? God bless. <laughs> <laughs> There's mean, very few people who you, are. You're literally casino Eric. That's yeah. it. Uh, one thing I've noticed about like getting into the higher stakes is that we all should be capped at about 100, 200-ish type levels and be comfortable there and none of us are looking to play those stakes we consider them small right <laughs> like when you start to get into good games Super and they're nice. like oh yeah well, you, you have this lineup ahead of you we want to play one two it's just like how many straddles can i incite uh while we're in this lineup it's yeah. like oh they want to play no straddles it's like why are we playing so fucking small man <laughs> you know because like how many wants to sit with 300 like right. let's fucking get some money in the mix yeah. i'm trying to I'm trying to get my deed on the table. Well, they had, I guess, DJ Washburn is a two. Everyone's saying he's a two-five player. This guy, man, what a fucking hero! His interview was like so. Uh, sad. No, it was heartwarming to me. Yeah, it might be sad. I to, thought it was heartwarming too. I, I felt yeah. like he was in, you know, relatively speaking, he was in good spirits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It he might seems... be sad. It might be sad for like a normal human being <laughs> who can't fathom that type of money being exchanged. But like as a degen, yeah, it was very heartwarming. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, this guy learned a really painful he's like, lesson. <laughs> he's like, you know, sometimes you do shot take didn't work out this time yeah but there's always you know another time i'm like i feel that yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like i feel like a lot of times the first time you shot take a certain stake you just unless you're just, christian i was gonna say it too yeah. okay, unless except the first time i played 510 that was a good yeah. session yeah, but, yeah. but other than that like there's been so many shot takes where it just the f it was like immediately i have to draw back down and grab back yeah up. you wonder what it is about chin is when he shot takes he's still overruled for the yeah, shot that he's taking right. <laughs> that's like, the truth that's the key yeah it's like you're the richest man in the room like your idea of taking a shot is only like emotionally uncomfortable right <laughs> like it's 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 insane he, he that that 
case money on the table is a feeling he'll never have and i am so jealous it's not a good feeling it's the worst it's not a good and honestly feeling. like i thought as i got older that would go away but like it happens in different ways now it manufactures itself in different ways so like mm -hmm. now you'll like for me personally i'll find myself in some bigger games where like maybe i have to sell action like 501k whatever and i have to sell some action yeah and i'm restricted on the number of buy-ins that i have yeah right so maybe i can only get a hold of like a quarter million so i have like two and a half buy-ins well I obviously have more money than this. I, I have reserves, mm -hmm. but they aren't available to me right now. So now I'm operating on a two and a half buying roll and it's on the fucking table. Yeah, and you want to stay in the game. Yeah, and you get that <laughs> sensation wash over you again of like, God damn it, this is case money. I can't make yeah. a loose call here. Like I have to go home. Right. No <laughs> one wants to go home. No. I need I need a course on doing the walk of shame. It's hard. Yeah. I've done, like, I have had how to. Do you, <laughs> it's just. How do you get on a street? Yeah. You, Actually, you can speak to this. I can. You yeah. get on a stream game. You have to leave after two hours. Yeah, it's uh, it's awkward. This was your first uh first experience with Poker After Dark, right? Yeah, it wasn't live stream though. I'm actually really glad it That's wasn't nice. live streamed, that is nice. <laughs> and not many people saw it. But what <laughs> ended up happening? Uh, it was like um, well, first I misclicked three bet min three bet Emma who opened under the gun, but I thought she was straddling, mm. so I min three bet her on the button okay thinking i was opening the button sure into a straddle sure but i wasn't so i played the hand as if i was so i lost that was like a 6k pop and then there was another hand where this was actually just not good by me i think i just didn't understand the multi-way aspect well enough where i flop top pair on like ace four deuce versus I think it was like hijack call button call mm. and then i see bet call big blind raises i have like such a stupid uh stack behind i have like 1800 behind or something and yeah. there's like three over, right so it's like know. one of those spots where it's like when you jam you feel like you're dead but when you yeah. call and then i jammed and it was less than pot and then like fucking richardson got mad at me and he's like ah oh, now i'm all fucked up because like i i can only call instead of he can't like raise all in yeah. versus the big blind yeah, yeah so then he has to like just call because i don't have like enough to go full. <laughs> so so then he's mad at me and he's saying oh just take this so you can go all in like try and give me <laughs> chips so i can actually like fill the he pot works so he all can the rain. fucking angles man yeah and he's getting all mad and then it ends up being you know the big blind had a set of fours nick wright had a set of fours oh uh, no. so i was like and actually uh and ellie lesro and i were sweating the run out together and i see i had ace 10 and the 10 came on the river oh. and i was like and he's like oh you want you want <laughs> he no. slips over the floors well alan probably alan had a flush draw. oh okay okay so you caught him at bottom that's fucking nice yeah. well why would he want to go all in this other guy is a set he should be thanking you he yeah. was so mad at me unbelievable and Some i was people, like man. stop <laughs> stop being mean to her give me a buy it back yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's unfortunate i i know exactly what that feeling looks like where it's like if you were just deeper had had a full buy-in in front of you like you never go broke in this spot yeah like if i had had a, a more behind i would have definitely not gone it's when good. you start playing cash game like a tournament it, yes. it feels bad man it yeah. feels real bad it's it wasn't good i've had a couple good experiences with that though where like i i was more disciplined in spots than i otherwise would be because it was like case money and it worked out in my favor uh it actually happened on live at the bike not that long ago where i had taken like 150 uh and fucking limitless just 
got me in a pot where he check raised six deuce on on a on a ace jack deuce board i remember that. Or sorry an ace jack six yeah. board uh in the terms of the deuce and he just clips me for a huge pot and leaves me a 40k behind and i'm yeah. in for the full 150 i'm like oh my god this like is miserable. Ace king or something right? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i'm like man this is so miserable like i just lost a 300k pot yada 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 how am i ever going to get back but i was like okay what well, like this is it i have 40k i have to grind and 40k was still you know 200 big blinds yeah that's yeah <laughs> so i just played normal i played strong and uh we played a lot off stream and i ended up winning like thirty thousand for the session it's just like, oh man, I really have to cement this in my mind. Yeah. Because my urge to put another hundred on the table, as opposed to just like taking what I have, which is still two hundred fucking blinds, mm -hmm. and just earning my win rate and trying to get back the hard way. Right. Uh, it, it's so lazy, you know, and you you feel so defeated whenever. Uh, even from that forty k, I got clipped down to like twenty five or something like that before yeah. spinning it. Uh, I cooled off my man Bill uh, a little bit. Bill Klein, which unlucky, but we needed it, man. <laughs> you, you did good by me. He'll be all right. I think yeah. something tells me he'll be yeah, okay. You, you did fine. <laughs> I'll spread it out. I promise. Yeah. I'll, I'll do my best. Uh, there was one other good game, or sorry, good game. Uh, there was one other interesting hand uh, that I think kind of displays what Eric Persons brings to these lineups. There was a river decision between Persons and G-Man. Uh, I don't know if it was a single raise or three bet pot. It doesn't really matter, but basically the pot was pretty bloated on the end. And Persons makes a 60k bet, I believe, into an 80k pot, uh, where he has the nut straight with 8-7. Garrett had the lead in the hand the whole way with ace-queen and is kind of put to a decision. And what happens is uh, Persons offers Garrett the ability to see one card for $6,000. <laughs> and Garrett takes him up on it. Wow. He then spends the rest of his time banks... So this is actually like a five minute tank. We're just gonna show like the last minute of it where person starts talking. Two sevens, How's, I already said you thought I had two queens. I'm just saying two sevens are the nuts right now. There's what's gonna win this hand. How are two sevens gonna win this hand? You're gonna fold. You know I have two queens. You're gonna fucking fold. And then I'm gonna show the sevens. And in three hours, everyone's gonna be like, whoa. You know what? It's better to live like a man than die on your knees. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's fun to watch the computer work. Can you beat fours? No, I don't have a pair. Oh! <laughs> Breathing easy, Risky. He's not calling. <laughs> Garrett does not have a read on him. This is great theater. That'd be sick. Fucking diamond over diamond makes this call. <laughs> oh, that would definitely be you too. He's disgusted. I that. <laughs> Can I increase my bet? He's using all his time chips with ace high. Call. He oh, he makes the call! Wow. He made the call! Wow. He gets the fist bump from Garrett. <laughs> 61 it was like watching a glitch in the, the matrix record. like he looked like he was short-circuiting in that yeah. spot uh it's unlucky because had he picked the eight of spades i think that he's a little bit more likely to fold um but picking the seven diamonds just looks like the nut bluff card uh it is a little tricky though because you only have ace high it'd be way different if you had queens like mm -hmm. queens you pick the seven of diamonds you're like okay obviously there's plenty of bluffs here like there's pair plus seven that he'll just turn into a bluff i call but when you pick the seven of diamonds and you have no pair, mm -hmm. you're basically counting on him having exactly a seven of diamonds. Uh, 
So like you're literally trying to pick off one bluff combo. Yeah. And like there are gonna be times that you call. <laughs> yeah. There are gonna be times that you call there, and he's gonna have like two sevens or seven six key, or seven five. The key to what fucking persons did was say, "You have the ace of diamonds." Yeah. And that was like, <laughs> that's that, smart. That yeah. moment, it was just. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I almost feel moment. like it's telling that he was having so much joy in the situation. <laughs> yeah, that's it, a, that's you know, he, I feel like he, he also has joy when he doesn't have it here. He legit lives for this. Yeah, I like feel he like he talks a little more when he has it. He's more I mean, people that boisterous. do this live for these moments. Like, this is like the fucking best feeling this in the is, world. I know, this is my goal. I hope to be able to do that. It is I will, so I will say this. Fun. About his speech play yesterday, he was like 100% with it. Like, he talked Ruske out of like two calls where he was fucking dead. <laughs> and Ruske folded like top pair. And then he like talks Garrett into a fucking call with ace high on a board texture where like you're just losing to almost all of his bluffs. Yeah. Beautiful. Like with the exception of maybe one or two combinations of hands. Uh, it, it was very fascinating to watch. Uh, it was also, <laughs> I love Garrett and I love uh, like watching the streams where he just dominates and, and, you know, really works his craft. And honestly, even like seeing the 4X pot shove uh, with the King five, it's like, that's one of those stand up moments. Like that, that's legitimately one of those things where like when you're doing commentary and something like that happens, it becomes the game. Like that, right. that is the moment, right? It's, it's that, it's that thing that happens in sports where, uh, the commentators have permission to just be overly emotional yeah. in a spot. So it's like, I'm a fan first and foremost when it comes to that stuff. And like, if I were on the mics, like I would be out of my chair, just what like the that Joe fuck? That's, that's a great, uh, great example of it. Yes. So it's like, you know, that you already know when that hand happens, it's going to be the, the topic of conversation for the next 30 minutes in the chat and, mm -hmm. and, and between you and your commentator and everything else. So like, you have every right to just like lose it, right? Yeah. And I would have. Like Rudy, like Rudy, Rudy just lost on it, command, yeah. just loses it. Um, but uh, there's also something very interesting to me as a viewer to see Garrett put into spots that he usually puts other people in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's usually the one talking on the river, right? Like he's usually the one trying to iron out his thoughts out loud, maybe pick up a tell on somebody, maybe flip a, 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 a weighted coin in his head based on, I wish. Everyone likes to see someone get a, a taste of their own medicine every once in a while. I don't even know that it's, I wanted him to see, see him get a taste of it as in like the negative outcome, but more so I just wanted to see him in the blender. That, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I meant. I, I don't mean him losing or anything like that. I mean him like being, being uncomfortable, being mm -hmm. in a spot where... He puts other people in. Yeah, it's exactly. Nice uh, I think yeah. that like, had he made a correct fold there, I would I would find the hand that interesting as well. Right, right? of course. Yeah. Just like the way that he kind of got scrambled in that spot. Mm -hmm. He got played like, uh, like a fiddle. Played. Okay. I, I, he got played <laughs> Speak your truth, Conrad. Like you know, let him you know. know. Wow. When, he, when Eric said, you have the ace of diamonds, it was just that moment. It was that moment of... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that would have made me call faster. I, Get him in the booth already. I feel like would that you? would. <laughs> I feel like that would have made me fold though, because it doesn't imply that he has the ace of diamonds. Hmm. But 
it could like it's it definitely puts the thought in the head. I mean, but you specifically have to have him have the ace of diamonds with the seven. Like, there's almost no other bluff combo. But like, what hands like does he really have here? Like, he has eight seven, but he has eight seven is probably like a large percentage of the hand. Like, no, he's just bluffing with other pair plus seven. Because eight seven is the nuts, so like he's his bluffs are gonna come from seven like x. Yeah. yeah, so seven six seven five. Like, even if you give him like wild hands, yeah, I guess you beat like nine seven. I don't think there was a nine on the board. No. Uh, maybe like 10 seven. There are more combos. I don't want to reduce this down to like Garrett tried to call and pick off exactly one bluff, but mm -hmm. um, it, it is one of those things where it's just like you lose a lot of pairs. Like Eric's sharp enough to have pocket sevens here and think that he can get a hand like, uh, you know, tens or whatever to fold. Yeah. And it's not good when you lose to a lot of bluffs. Yeah. I've been in that spot a lot. I, I, we talked about it where like you arrive on the river and you have this gut sensation that you're about to get bluffed. Yes. And then you start saying to yourself, okay, logically speaking, where is bluffs coming from and which, which of them do I lose to? And then you start to name all the bluffs and you're like, well, I lose to that, 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 that. <laughs> right. But I beat a like, seven of diamonds. There's the one card that just gets all the, literally every single bluff gets there. Yes. Right. <laughs> And then, like, you just convince yourself, like, okay, well, I found one combination of hands that I beat. Maybe there's, like, a branch of four right. or five others off of that. When you have to think that deeply into it. We're so fucked up as human beings. Because if I could deprogram that. It's the sunken that, cost thing, isn't it, in that moment, or no? I think it's so desperately wanting to be right. Yeah. More so. And, and also the fear of being, like, wrong when instinctually you knew. Right. Right, like, like instinctually, you, yeah, you, you knew, but you then didn't you didn't follow the, your instincts, and then they show you like three deuce offs. Exactly, or you get the confirmation bias now of like, fuck, I knew, and I didn't trust myself. Yeah, forgetting all the times that like you quote unquote knew and just got tabled the nuts. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, we suck at this, like as people. But man, is it fun to watch the 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 party unfold? Yeah. Great show overall. I did think it was uh, super super fascinating. I. Ivy's not the draw, but like, man, he gets the fucking eyeballs there, mm -hmm. uh, which is great. I think it brings the best out of everybody else. I thought JR and all the, the recreationals really came to play, which is always fun, mm -hmm. right? Like when they're willing to be in the mix, like that they're clip not scared. Of, I love Ryusuke so much. He's, awesome. he's like he's Conrad. He's laughing. All in the Everything. his laugh is so genuine. He's like so literally just joyous about everything. He must be so rich. Has to be. Uh, so Taco rich. was saying like after the streams, like he'll just go play two five if he wants yeah. to still play. Yeah, he's, he's Bob Bright in Japanese form. Yeah. Yep. He's fucking great. He like got bluffed. He's just laughing. They're both chumming it up and yeah. laughing. Yeah, fist pounds all around. Like God oh, bless he's man. A, he's so great. I, I love, love this Japanese culture. That is getting brought to the yeah. to the high stakes arena, uh, you know, minus the one incident. But like outside of that, I hope that this this continues down. Yeah. Down well, the he's road. still you know around. Is he? Timon. I, I follow him on Twitter. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about him. I I mean, outside of the the whole yeah. uh, trying to pay people back or whatever. But right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's been fun. We got another big episode tonight. Phil Ivy's back, and then. Uh, Robbie will be on that one, which is a new woman in the yeah the Friday game yeah setup or the Thursday game. It looks like she's ready to, she's to, ready really to jump battle. in the high stakes. Yeah. yeah, uh, she had she had a I didn't get to watch the whole performance. Was it last Friday she played? Yeah, yeah, I got to see a couple a uh, couple highlight hands. I think she bluffed someone. She did bluff someone. I remember that. Yeah, uh, I don't remember who I think it was. It was Garrett. Garrett. I think it was Garrett too. <laughs> it was Garrett. Yeah. yeah. 
I think so too. Yeah, and he was talking to her on the river. Yeah. And uh, she she pulled one over on him. So that's always good. It's good for the fucking game, man. Yeah. You know, give give one up every now and again. Matter of fact, next time you and I are in a river spot, let it go, buddy. <laughs> Just let it go. Let it go. What I, are you talking about? He has quads. <laughs> let it go. It's you. Let, let it go. It, it, true, it truly is, man. Uh, I got to see a pre-taped Live at the Bike that we had played together. Uh, this must have been like four months ago that we played it, and it just came out like a couple weeks ago. And I got to watch it, and there was a hand that had been bothering me where I had kings with the king of hearts. And what happened was I opened Garrett 3-bet. Uh, Eric Hicks cold called the big blind. I cold four. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I 4-bet. Garrett calls. Eric calls. And it comes like nine high, all hearts. You have ace king? No, I have kings king. with the oh, king of hearts. Kings. Checks me, I bet Garrett raises. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> is going on here? How? Like, what do you just have nine? And in my, in my, I didn't even think of nines. That never even crossed yeah. my mind. In my, this is how much trauma I have from playing Garrett. In my mind, he has ace jack of hearts, and yeah. I'm peeling fucking dead. Yeah. My mind immediately jumped to I knew I shouldn't have c bet here. It's like nine four three two heart or all hearts rather. I've read kings, and my mind immediately goes to Why did you put any fucking money in this pot? Yeah. You know he flopped the nuts. Yeah. What do you do? so uh so he raises eric folds ace queen offsuit or something like that i call turn is the ace of spades and i just immediately have already like triggered in my head i'm fucking done yeah i'm done i i'm out of this pot like you win man yeah and then it goes check check i'm like what the fuck <laughs> is going on i didn't even know what to root for anymore i'm like does he have ace queen with like, the, ace do I want the ace of hearts or ace do of hearts? Well, no, i definitely want the ace of hearts it's, yeah. it's an unpaired board like that's the one card in the deck that i know i want right well it would pair the ace oh right? yeah that's true yeah. you're right you're right so like uh, still at this point so set, not even heart. crossing my mind yeah. he only has flushes and ace x with the ace of hearts and i'm just stone dead mm-hmm. so i'm like calling for a black king right which ironically would have been good because the river then paired the seven, I check and he jams and I'm just like, fuck you, just <laughs> fuck you. Like I fold and I'm like running the, the line through my head. I'm like, what on earth takes this raise check back line? Nice. Like he flopped the nuts and wanted Eric out somehow. And right. then he's like trapping me on the turn because the ace is bad card. Like what is happening? What is this hand? And then I finally get to see and it's nines. Yep. And somehow after folding. Wow. Yeah, you're, you're on it. Yeah. Uh, God. But the, the irony is with my thought process being that he had the nuts the whole way through the fucking hand. Yeah. After folding immediately, my head went to I got bluffed. Yeah. I 100% got oh, bluffed. Yeah. yeah. Whatever and, thing is right? most painful is what your head will go yeah. to. So for months... I'm I'm mulling over like how he found a fucking bluff in this spot. Yeah. Like how did this guy find a bluff? No, of course he just had the fucking nuts because it's me. Like what else would he have? Yeah. Oh, I've, I've I have PTSD from the the imposition raises in like three and four bet pots. Just it's like you don't you have a set. Yeah. That, and I've paid it off too many times, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, it's just a set. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. And it's like uh, I don't know why I ruled out nine. Like I was thinking like optimistically. Uh, I, here's the other thing I, I had myself convinced of. When the turn ace came and he checked back, I go, fuck, he has aces with the ace of hearts. Yeah. Like, he has top set now with the nut flush draw. I'm stone fucking dead. They're going to put the two hearts on the river, and he's going to jam, and I'm going to go top home. Top set aces would be so weird there. I know. I know. I know. But Trauma like, does things to your it, brain. It's, it's, bro. Bro. Uh, and the, the, the funniest part is, is, like, I'm actually, like, as of late anyway, 
uh, I've run far less poorly versus Garrett, or at least I've gotten away when I do. So in this spot, I run somewhat bad, but like I lost minimally. Uh, and still, I still have this sensation of I'm going to lose my biggest pots when Garrett's in the game. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, well, he, there's a lot of big pots when Garrett's in the game. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But what it usually is is that I try really hard to bluff him, and sometimes it works. <laughs> Uh, but when I have value hands, uh-huh. I try really hard to get stacked. Okay. And that always works. Yeah. <laughs> always. My better value? Always. Always. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like my mission that when I have a really strong hand, yeah. how can I make sure Garrett stacks me? Right. Like, if it means slow playing so that he sucks out, I'll uh-huh. do it. I, anything for the viewers at home. Yeah. I don't That's want this guy to fall of off his throne. Like, come on. Let's let's keep the man in his place, you right. know? Right, yeah. Uh, but yeah. He appreciates it, that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's just loving this whole <laughs> trauma bond with the audience and how Garrett has gotten the best of me in a handful of pots. Uh, I gotta keep the allure alive, man. I stink. Get me in these lineups. You're I in. fucking stink. Helmut stinks. You're in. You're in now. We're all gonna be playing for houses playing soon. Tomorrow. Yeah, you're, you're now you're, you're in. So you know what you should do is like, you know, you know these are Win, re- perhaps. Re- well, yeah. Not too that's much. That's not important. Not the the important thing is that you get invited back. Okay. So sure. you need to have a mental breakdown on stream. I just did. No, I, on stream, uh, you on stream. need yeah, to have a breakdown. You need yeah. to lose it. Right. Because right. then people will be like, oh, get that crazy bald guy back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some guy at the table last night, he was saying, he's like, man, I got to find somebody, uh, a whale to bring to this 1025-50 yeah. game. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to ask Berkey if he wants to play. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. There you go. Now we're, we're back in the streets, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not above it. I am not above it. I will be someone's well at 1025.50. I'm fine with that. Uh, if ever I have an unhinged moment, it will be the Helmuth stream. Yeah. For okay. sure. Because Just like lose it on Phil or something. I'm yeah. going to have no choice. If he's talking more than he's playing, like I'm going to have well, no choice. Just yell at him and rub playing. your nipples like you did on that video. No, there will be no more... <laughs> No more nipple rubbing. Uh, live at the bike, get get the audio sorted, baby. You're not going to have commentators for this one. It's just going to be me and Phil all day mm-hmm. in the cage. It was very funny watching him and as I was standing during that stream with Ling Ling. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny watching them talk back to each other. Like, he <laughs> would just complain after she, like, wins the pot. And she's just like, aren't you a professional? You should stop complaining. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know me. I just, I complain about anything. And she's like, well, you should probably stop then if you know you do it. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's the absolute best. I I'm feel such like a that's fan. Joanne if Joanne were to talk. Yes. yes <laughs> absolutely. If you know you're doing that, why don't you stop? Yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah. Mama Joe would be in there cracking the whip a little bit yeah. for sure. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, tomorrow, it's going to be just Landon and Jeremiah. They are going to have a nice little sit down. Again, tomorrow is going to be members only chat. So if you guys are not yet a part of the membership, go ahead and click that join button so that you can get in there. Ask Jeremiah anything that you want. Ask Landon uh, anything about his process. Uh, as, send your bad beats in. Yeah, send your bad beats in. As you guys may know, uh, Jeremiah was kind of Landon's first uh, mentor, I guess. They're the same age, so I guess it's difficult to call it that way. But uh, Jeremiah had a big part in Landon's upcoming. So I'm excited to see that interview tomorrow. I'm also excited to get back to LA, do a little gambling myself. Yeah. Uh, we'll be tuning in to Hustler tonight. I'm sure that those two will have a lot to talk about tomorrow. Until Monday for me and the rest of the squad, we're signing off and we'll see you then. Later. Peace. <laughs>